Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Buckle up, footy fans. Triple M rocks the NRL Grand Final. Three hours till kickoff. Not getting enough Triple M footy? Or did you miss something and need to go back and have another listen? Get the Triple M NRL podcast. It's available right now on the Triple M NRL app. McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. Ryan Girdler, Nathan Brown, Tony Squires, and we are joined by uh, Brent Reed. Reedy, good night, hey, guys. How good to be here. Isn't it good? We made it. final day, ANZ Stadium. Yeah. Looking at picture, obviously, yeah. a bit of rain, quite cool out there, but uh, not affecting playing the, the NRLW no. game as we as we speak. You've got a little bit of um, info in terms of team news. We've already spoken earlier about uh, Brent Naden mm. with the idea that he was not named in the side or has been taken out. What's the story? Well, a lot of suggestions he is in the side. So there's a bit of ducks and drakes. As in, in the 17? In the 17, in the 17, in the 17. So obviously there was a bit of speculation earlier that he wouldn't be in the 17, but the latest suggestion is that he is in the 17. So if Ivan's playing uh, mind games, he's doing a pretty good job with the media at least. Yeah. Because it it just seems he was in the 17 last week, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't get on at all. No, no, he was on the bench last week and didn't play, yeah. It seems slightly worrying, don't you think, if that's the the scenario? Well, well he was on the bench last week, wasn't he, Brent? Yeah. He did yeah. play on the bench last week. So yeah. if he was on the bench, I mean, the, the one thing Penrith have, you know, with the number of those players, you know, capable can play centre, he's played wing, he can play edge back row, play anywhere. And Tyrone May can play 5'8", hooker, lock, he can play anywhere. Tyrone May is also, he's, he's just a good footy player, isn't he? So he's... You, know, I, you could make a case for why Ivan might want Brent Naden there. If, if they do do, if they did lose a winger or a fullback, he's a classic cover because it's probably the one position that, that all those blokes can't cover. And you know, I'd be pretty confident that Nico Hines will be on the bench for Melbourne to offer the same sort of cover. You know, because mm. with, with the head knocks, I think any time a side can actually have a genuine sort of that type of bloke on the on the bench that can play wing sort of fullback and cover lots of spots. Mm. You know, there's a case if you've got enough energy in your forward pack. Yeah, that, that versatility, it's invaluable because at the end of the day, the player and the coach don't make the decision if Josh Mansell's got to come off with a head knock. The and actual NRL make the decision for you at yeah. the end of the day. And you would also imagine that if, if May was to start and he did go on the bench and something happened to an Appy Coruscant and they didn't carry Kenny, well, then you could put May into dummy half and then put yeah. Naden into the centres anyway. So they tick a few boxes there if need be. If you need hope be. nothing happens to Appy. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Kenny did a great job there last week, but there are other options. It's, what, an hour and a half before they officially have to name that side, Reed? Is it an hour before kickoff? It's an hour before kickoff. I'm going to do later, Reedy, and if he, Brent Naden's not on the bench, your name's going to be Mark. <laughs> All right? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you won't need a second invitation to give it to me, will you, Brent? Oh, straight on to you, Reedy. I'm looking forward to you being a coach again. <laughs> Press conferences next year. Yeah. I'll remember this. Stuck into me, Reedy. Yeah, yeah, I'll remember this. Yeah, yeah. Will this relationship change at all once he's back in the coach? Reedy's a nice guy. Yeah. He's, he's easy to do, yeah, right, yeah. Reedy? No, well, it depends if he's winning or not, won't it? <laughs> how friendly it'll be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you expecting? What are you looking forward to, Reedy, this evening? Uh, look, I, well, I'm expecting Melbourne to win, and if that's the case, I'm sort of looking forward to Cameron Smith and see what, uh, uh, how, he, how he handles full-time and whether he, we see him get serenaded. And, you know, we obviously saw last week he get chaired off at uh, Suncorp, so I'm just looking forward to seeing how he goes and what could be his last game. I mean, I, I did a story this week. It was three and a half thousand words of... Uh, Jibba, but, um, you know, he's a great story, Cam, you know, for a guy who uh, didn't play hooker really till he was 15, 16, couldn't make a state team, I think, at under-16s, couldn't make the state team, and now he's arguably the greatest player we've ever seen. Uh, he's a great story. 
It is an amazing story and a part of history, if that's indeed what happens this evening. Yeah. It does pull the pin. Do you think, though, Tane and Reedy, do you think the fact that if Smith is going to retire, the fact he hasn't announced it and he doesn't want to go out with any fanfare, do you think if they won tonight, he's likely just to go and enjoy the few days with his teammates and his club and then in a week's time just announce that he's retiring? Or do you think he'll actually come out today? Because it would take the gloss off. Mm. a lot of the other players enjoying their first ever grand final. Oh, I'd be yeah. surprised if he did it tonight. So I, would I, I yeah. think he'd do it in a week or two. Yeah, you'd know, you, you obviously work with him down in Melbourne, yeah. Brandis. You'd know him reasonably oh, well, right? I, I, don't know him. I don't know him great, but yeah. I just noticed when uh, Bellyache put the word on him a couple of weeks ago about giving him a great send-off, and, and he goes, oh, I don't need a send-off. Yeah. So that sort of made me feel that if he's, if he's going to announce his retirement, that he, he wouldn't do it after tonight if they won the game because he'd want all his teammates to enjoy and get the accolades they probably all deserve. I get the feeling that's one of the great misnomers with him, right? I think people think he, the external perception of him to an extent is he's, self, mm. he's a bit selfish. But it sounds like in the team environment, he's very selfless. Yep. And um, when you talk to people about him, I mean, it's never about in a team environment, it's not about Cameron externally. I think there's a... It's sort of been an agenda-driven that maybe he's a bloke who's in it for himself and he's a selfish footballer, but I don't think you can play well, 430 games and be a selfish If you watch him play, football. though, the best skills he has is he makes other people look good mm. as opposed to himself look good, so that's unselfish. And a lot of the things he does defensively when he doesn't have the ball are effort areas which selfish people just don't do. I've made the effort to come out here. I want him to say something at the end of the game. I want if he gets the... Well, maybe we could get a message to him, Tane, down the sheds that Tony Squires, the great <laughs> Dragon supporter, wants you to come up with something today. <laughs> if he gets the Clive Churchill medal, surely as he's oh. having the as acceptance speech, he says, you know, thank you, good night. You know, he does the, the, the send-off. I'm, I'm out of here. Don't, yeah. Isn't that what we want? We want closure on this anecdote. Well, if they win, he's the captain. They're going to lift him up anyway. Yeah, that's they? true, yeah. So everyone's going to speculate that he's retired anyway. <laughs> Absolutely true. And, but you believe that the, the storm will be too good this evening? Oh, I think so. It's funny. My, the thing that worries me is I've spoken to a lot of people this week. And the do we bar- like, sorry, I'd interrupt. Here, do you see the lights of the the goalpost light up green? There That's they impressive, are. impressive, isn't it? Yeah. You you like that idea? I like that, yeah. It's, this is as the Broncos yeah. have just gone in to score, again, 20 points to 10 over the Roosters. Uh, I think it's about 15 be, and a half minutes. It'd be a great ago. social experiment, Tony, wouldn't it, to ask one of the one of the girls at the end of the game whether or not they even noticed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if those goalposts lit up or not. Do they light up red if there's a video refereeing decision that's no try? No, well, that's a good point. We'll have to watch as that unfolds during the evening. At the moment, I've only seen all all green lights as the rain does come tumbling down here at ANZ Stadium. Uh, the Broncos 20 lead the Roosters 10. Matt Guy, uh, of course, a premiership with the Melbourne Storm. He will join us next. Marine Hot Water, Triple M Rocks Footy. Marine Hot Water, Triple M Rocks Footy. Triple M NRL Classic Grand Final Moment 1997 Newcastle wins their first Grand Final There's 20 seconds on the clock Albert He will play it 21 metres away Down the blind Andrew John Inside for Albert Albert will score Albert will score Newcastle have won the Grand Final Albert is over One of the 
one of the great finishes to a grand final, 1997. Uh, what is in store for us tonight right here at ANZ Stadium as the Panthers take on the Melbourne Storm? Time to talk with a man from the Storm. Uh, he's a premiership player. He's one of the good guys. He is Matt Guy. G'day, Matt. Hey, Tony. How mate? Very, very well. Thank you. How's the beautiful Gold Coast? Uh, well, if you just watched the AFL grand final last night, it's pretty <laughs> similar to that at the moment. But, uh, yeah, Queensland's not so beautiful. One day perfect, the nest at the moment, but it's not too bad. And how are you feeling about what's in store this evening? Are you confident that uh, those boys from uh, Melbourne get the job done? Oh, yeah. You, you wonder if it's your heart or your head at a time like this. Obviously, the uh, it's been a great week for the boys and everyone's celebrating. Obviously, the Panthers, the fairy tale, it's, you know, 17 wins, going to be 18, and plus they've... Um, such a young and exuberant team but um, the Storm have been there before and, and done it many times recently so yeah it's a, it's a great matchup. two really entertaining teams but I'm confident I'm, I'm a, bit of, a bit of a pessimist at times like this you know you look for everything that can go wrong rather than what can go right but yeah hopefully the boys can get the job done. Yeah but Matty being a, uh, a Panthers junior yeah there must be, it must be a little bit hard for you come up against your old club obviously and your loyalties with the Storm but you know you're your blood, uh, your bloodlines run all all Penrith, and uh, they've done a great job to get here, mate. So I guess for you, in a sense, you know, you, both sides win. You, you get a little bit of joy either way. Oh, you good? Um, yeah, the um, like yeah, I did grow up being a Penrith supporter, and I've got a lot of family and um, a lot of friends. You know, they've been giving it to me through the week. You're sending me plenty of messages about the Panthers. So if they, if the Panthers were to win, obviously I'd be really happy for my family that support them and, and all my friends, but. Um, yeah, certainly no um, divided loyalties, mate. Um, I was, um, you know, adopted by the um, by the Victorian state, um, I guess, um, 1997, and I never really looked back. And they and they gave me a fantastic, you know, career and such great memories. But I compare that to um, Penrith cutting me as a 19 year old. It's pretty easy <laughs> to work out where I want to go. Oh, with mate, this one. But that had something to do with your older brother. They thought we're, we've got one. We're not bringing another one in. <laughs> Yeah, I think it might have been Guy. Um, nah. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't let MG uh, hang that one, but he did get me a start over in Perth and all began, so, yeah. Matty, do you have anything to do with rugby league now, mate, with any clubs or any junior footy? Yeah, I've got a heap, yeah. I've, I've actually, I was actually, um, I was in 2008, I was on my trip away in Cancun, and the missus, missus messaged me and told me I was coaching the Crumman Eagles under 10s. I went, oh, no, you've followed them all the way through, have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, last twelve years I've coached, and I've coached two teams most of the time as well. And yeah, I love the club, and I coach it. I'm a teacher at Marymount College as well, so I really enjoy coaching junior footy. And as they've gotten older, I've obviously coached some older ages, and um, yeah, and had some varying success with that. But really enjoy connecting with kids in the community and and um, trying to make them better young men. Hey, Matty, is that the college that Cameron Smith's kids are enrolled in next year? Yeah, it is good. Yeah, they um, yeah they came up mid-season trying to um, get out of the Victorian situation, and um, it was all decided in a, in a couple of days, and um, and they were really in limbo. So yeah, I tried to help something out there, and obviously I don't have any other influence over any other school. So um, and yeah, being a Catholic college, the, they were always willing to help a family who was who was really in dire straits at the time. So yeah, that they're, they're, they're currently um, yeah yeah I guess. Harvard, Harvard, there at that Marymount in the primary school until until next year. Matty Goods has raised the Cam Smith question. I've got to ask you, your best mate. I think he used to live with you at one point. Give us a prediction on on his future. What's he doing? 
Yeah, mate. I've 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 tossed and turned with um over the, over the last few months, you know, as as the report. I must say, I've um yeah, like I'm, at the moment, I'm probably thinking that he was going to he's not going to play next year. And probably a week ago, I thought he was going to play. But I must also admit that I've, I thought this week's been I've been pretty disappointed in some of the some of the sort of trash journalism directed at Cam. You know, like for someone who's been such a great ornament to our game, you know, I'm. I'm a, I'm a big Fox Sports fan, and I watched a lot of their, their, their I've got them tag number one on my on my website addresses, and to see some of their journalists attack him, I think there's been about five or six negative articles on Cam this week, and when one of them called him a sociopath this week, I thought that was a bit, you know, going too far. Like with one of the, you know, the man that holds the records for holding the most records in our game, you know, to come out and mate, it might be his last week, it might be his last week already, and I think we should have been celebrating him. And there's so much positive to report on this week, you know, like with the Panthers, their story, like as much as I'm going for the Storm, like, you know, the Panthers is a great story and the Storm boys living out of home for six months, you know, and doing their best and um, that, that none of that's been mentioned and it's all been sort of real negative around Cam. So that's annoyed me quite a bit and not being so isolated, I, you know, you don't get to say your, say your piece, mm. but I just think it's been a bit of trash journalism for some people. Matty, tell us, the, well, tell us about the Cam Smith you know. He's a, he's a champion fella and, and he's so selfless, you know, and to hear, hear the word sociopath really annoyed me. That's why you can see I've got a bit of passion about it. Like, he's a fella that, in my opinion, has, has taken the backseat because if, if it, he's damned if he do and damned if he don't, mate, because if he if he announced that he was retiring today, you know, he, it's all the Cam Smith show. Like, you you saw um, Gary Ablett last night, you know, everyone was talking every moment, every second opinion was, oh, the little master, his last game, his last game, his last game, and that's the whole reason Cam wouldn't be saying anything. And if he is going to play on, well, then there's no use making an announcement anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm playing next year. You know? So, um, and, you know, he's always been that old soul and that all, that real about about the, 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 the team rather than himself. And that's probably why we got along so well. Like, he was 19 and I was about, you know, 26, 27 when we first became really good mates. And um, we got similar natures and we, um, so probably why well, we resonated with each other so much. But, um, yeah, it did, I did feel like there was a lot of personal attacks on him through the week, and I just thought, you know, whatever it is, if you just seemed a real anti, not even anti Melbourne, it seemed a real anti Cameron Smith sentiment, and I was like, maybe I'm just reading the wrong news. Maybe I need to resubscribe to a different website or something. But <laughs> don't but, do um, that, Matty. Don't that, that's no, my no. employer. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but Matty, it's a, it's a really unfortunate situation, isn't it, with Cam? I find this year anyway, because mentally and physically. It looks like he could play on for another couple of years. Now, it seems like through no fault of his own that he's been forced into a decision for the betterment of the club to make a call on his future when the guy's had 19 years and we all know what he's done within the game. He should be, you know, left to his own devices to make the decision when uh, he is ready. But the fact that there's this kid underneath him or a couple of guys underneath him that it just could be, you know, the next the next generation coming through. Now, we've seen, you know, what Pappenhausen's done at the fullback. Every time they lose one of these superstars, the Melbourne storm through their system and through uh, how well organized they are uh, they bring someone through that can come on and replace that that guy and it's incredible the way they've done that now it looks like they potentially have that guy within harry grant and now it's sort of forced cameron into a corner where he probably i get the feeling he probably would play again but he wants to do the thing that you're talking about and be selfless and do what's right for the club and probably feels like he needs to retire yeah, mate, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, all I've probably got to say at the end of that is exactly, yeah, exactly right. Is, you know, who would have thought over the over the last 19 or last sort of 15 years that some some situation could have emerged 
where where Cameron Smith may be driven from the Melbourne Storm, and and, you, and you're right, it's 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 just a re- it could be a reality, and that's all. We saw Harry Grant leading the Dally M this year, and you know how how valuable Brandon Smith would be to any team. So the fact that you know if Cam stays, they may leave. That's that's a that's a reality, and and that's a decision that Cam has to make. And I think it's a decision that I would I would support that he you know after the after tonight that he. He goes away and spends two weeks with his family and decides really what he wants to do and, and, and consults them and works out what his career. But for me, I, it's really difficult because when I, like, again, most of us, when not, not so much you, Gerd, you were playing good footy right to the end. I was, if I played another year of footy, I would have been really fighting to, to keep my spot in the team the next, the next season. I would have been in and out of reserve grade probably. If he's, he's 37... If they mm. picked an Australian team tomorrow, he'd be captain. Yeah. So that's a really hard. One. You know, that's yeah. You know, like it's 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 ridiculous to think that someone may be forty year old and be one of the best in the competition still. Matty, being as close to Smithy as you are and playing with him and knowing him well, could you have imagined that when Smithy hit thirty, that at thirty seven he could still play eighty minutes a week and be arguably the best player in the game. Did you honestly think that at that stage he could still do it? I mean, I, I never thought we'd ever see anyone at 37 that could play that much footy be that good at his age. I could imagine people playing that long but not being as good as he is for that long. And, like, he doesn't even look tired on the field. He still doesn't even look tired. Mate, you know, Brandon, it's short answer, no, Brandon. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's like I, I remember when I retired in, in uh, I had six years under bellyache. <laughs> so maybe you needed to ring. Maybe you needed to ring someone else for today because what I'm about to say to you might make you laugh a bit. Um, for an expert opinion, I'm so, I mean, is when I retired in 08, I had six pre-seasons under Belak, is what I'm referring to. And I was saying because those those boys had six pre-seasons as well. So I'm talking about the Billies, the Coopers, the Hoffies, Dows, um, and Cam. And I'm like, I feel, I said, I feel, you know, these boys need to do something because they're not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a good judge there, Matty. <laughs> well, like I said, Gerd, maybe you should have called someone oh. else today. Oh. But, mate, I, mate, I, um, you, you can't. You can't. If anyone says they could see it, they're kidding themselves. Like, to be 30, and, and you've got a better perspective than anyone, Brownie, you know, to think, you know, me and Gerds, we, we're just a couple of good sorts, or one of us was out in the back <laughs> um, doing our best. But um, being in the middle, you know, playing 80 minutes, having those big units run at you, time in, time out, and, been able to manage that and then still have an impact on the game or more than an impact on the game and actually to control the game and be 30-70s. When they, we had an old boys weekend last oh, about six weeks ago again when they played the um, the Cowboys up in Sunny Coast and I made a point of it um, just to watch him for like five or ten minutes, just watch him and see how – and mate, it was amazing how efficient he is. You know, like, you know, they, mm. I know they – used to have that Telstra tracker and they'd put it on a player and they'd go, oh, look how amazing how much yards he covers and this and that. I reckon you'd be amazed at how little ground Cam covers, but he still covers all the ground. You know what I mean? He knows all. The, he knows the fastest way to every spot. And you look at that that um, that, that, that chase he did on Kotrick a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And like I, I actually, that was I coached the grand final. That was last week. I, I took a screenshot of that tackle and, and posted it to my under-20s kids, my team, and Said, so look, this is a this is an image at the end of a, the fast, the slowest man on the footy field catching the fastest man. I said, and the only reason he did was because he wanted to, mm. you know, and that's the only reason he gets. It's because he, he's so competitive. He's got an insatiable appetite to for com- competition, and he had no right to be there, but he, he got there. 
That's great insight, Maddie. Tell us a little bit about that relationship between Bellyache and Cam. Yeah, oh, mate. Yeah, that's. I think it's a. I think it's a coach's. It's a coaching uh, player relationship that everyone would envy. Like I think, and, and <laughs> I, I did have a bit of a joke. I said, "There's um, there's two father son um, combinations going into the game today." <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> You know, I don't mean that insult Wayne Smith at all because Wayne Smith had a, a big part on uh, on um, Camp's career. But they're that tight. Like, you know, I know the footage in, uh, emerged the other day of Cam uh, punking Bellyache when he was changing a tie. <laughs> like, Bellyache's on the bottom. <laughs> I'm changing a tie. What do you reckon I'm doing? I said, that, you know, he's giving him some of the worst nicknames that you could ever hope. But, you know, only Cam could get away with that. And and that's I think that only comes with the, the mutual respect that they have for each other. Um, over the years, they've both seen how hard the other one would work, and um, and they and they and they get along really well too. I'd, actually, it's probably more like um, the the odd couple, but um, yeah, they do get along really well, and and um, the ultimate respect, I think, is is where it all starts. Matty Guy, it's been a weird, weird year, obviously, for everybody, every club. There's hubs, there's bubbles, there's all sorts going on. Now, it's not a terrible thing to be on the Sunshine Coast, but from your conversations with Cam and others, how have they coped being so far, being away from Melbourne, especially with what's going on there in terms of relating to the city that they represent? Oh, yeah, it's, I think it's a big part for the boys is is that they they almost feel guilty about being in the Sunshine because, you know, they, they, they can see what all their... All the people down in their home state, the, the way they're coping and they're, and they're just copying it. You know, they're, it looks like they're going to their their restrictions are going to be put back another week now. Yep. So that's um that's another heartache. And um, you know, so that but then they're doing their best. I know it puts a lot of strain um on family. You know, like like each one of their their um the players there with with like a, a family. You know, wife and children, and you know it's, it's isolating them quite a bit. Um. Yeah, and I guess even people just on their own, you know, like, you know, you've been on tours and camps, you know, you, you can only put up with so much, so many annoying teammates for so long, and um, so I, I, that's what I mean. Like, like I, I don't, I don't want to begin to compare the sacrifices that the New Zealand Warriors made compared to what the Storm boys are doing, but it just seems that because the boys have been so successful for so long and they're successful again, that everyone's forgetting like what they've actually gone through. You know, they they were going to leave home. Um, and being Albury for they thought maybe two or three weeks, and in the end they they kept going up the highway and ended up in Sunny Coast for another you know few months, and so you know that really destabilises families as well. And um, to be able to be so successful and, and so clinical on the on the, on the game game day um, is just a, again a testament to the to the, the big dog up you know the man up top bellyache and and, and the play, the players under camp. The Warriors your second team now, yeah. Matty, I take it, eh? <laughs> Um, I, I actually, maybe third. The Titans are my second team at the moment. Oh, come on, Matty, come on. <laughs> just to interrupt you then, that guy. Um, the uh, NRLW grand final has just finished. Uh, 20 to 10, the Broncos have beaten the Roosters. That makes it three in succession for the Broncos. The three-peat that the Roosters couldn't get in the NRL this year, the Broncos uh, women have done the job. Ready? Matty, you said your 20s were in the grand final. Have they played yet? Yeah, they won. Yeah, we had we had, we had had a really good weekend last weekend, Ready? We um, actually... Um, we, that was our that was our third year in a row of having having the win for that age group. So that was pretty. And we're only a small club, Crum and Eagles. We're we're um, really punching above our weight. But we had a we had um, the under 18s under 20s reserve grade all won the comp this year. So and we didn't we couldn't quite get the four of them with um with the A grade. But for a little club like that up on the Gold Coast, which has some um, powerhouse clubs, you know we um 
yeah, it was a really good day to be a Crumman Eagle last Saturday. And we, the boys got to play at Seabus Stadium too, which was fantastic of the Titans and the, and the Junior District and Seabus Stadium to really work hard to give those boys that experience and those memories. So, we, um, yeah, we'll see a, a big red army out there on uh, last Saturday. And, yeah, well, it was a good night last Saturday. I'm still recovering. <laughs> You've had a bit to do with <laughs> Tommy Deard and Xavier Coates. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, so, have you got um, another one coming through? you got another... Name for some <laughs> young kid to look out for. Uh, Cole Guyatt, no. <laughs> my, uh, my young fella's working hard. He's trying to he's trying to get a game, but um, he actually played A grade this year as a nineteen year old, and he had a really good year. He, he's um, yeah, he's 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 doing his best. He plays it. Funny enough, he um, he had Cameron Smith as a babysitter as a kid. Now he's playing hooker, so. I'm like, well, he's trying to. He's, I wonder why he liked him more than his old man when he was growing up. He's <laughs> yeah, a few Queensland beanies every now and then. He supports the Queenslanders now too, so I'm not mm. happy about that. That's what I was uh, going to say, Matty. Like, no, how's uh, a, how's a, sorry, how's a boy from the West who go, goes to Melbourne end up at the Gold Coast? <laughs> so I'm a mad surfer, I'm good, you know that. I was going to say, you're, you're well known out at Snapper these days, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've got yeah, mate. We just when I holiday, we holidayed up here when we we're in Melbourne, and um, we just had a ball and thought it'd be a great place to, to raise the family. And then in the interim, um, uh, a lot of the in-laws all came up here as well, so it made a decision, which was probably going to be a tough decision because we we're going to be up here by ourselves. That made it a little bit easier. And then um, yeah, never look back. It's we're in Palm Beach at the moment, and yeah, just the the lifestyle and. Obviously, the climate helps, but just it's more the lifestyle. You know, we it's a bit, bit of a relaxed lifestyle, and, and it's um, it's probably going to become a lot more um, of a destination over the next few years. I suppose, especially with COVID, you know, there's a lot of people looking to relocate because the way the, the states handle the situation. But no, certainly not a surfer, mate. I'm um, I can barely swim. I used to uh, <laughs> I used to, Matty- to be in the lane with Antonio Cafusi when we used to do um, <laughs> the, the, the warm warm downs and stuff, and I still couldn't do a lap. Matty Guyer, absolute <laughs> joy and pleasure to talk with you. Uh, it's been a great treat. Uh, good luck. Enjoy yourself tonight watching uh, the storm go around against the Panthers. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey? There, Matty. There, there, Matty. there is Matty Guyer. Terrific. Uh, just again, looking at the Thai Power scoreboard, the NRLW Grand Final. The Broncos, 20, have defeated the Roosters, 10. Uh, the pre- uh, presentation ceremony just about to get underway. This is the Sunday Sin Bin. We do it for Bryden's Lawyers. Thanks to McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. Thanks to McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. A Triple M NRL. Classic grand final moment. 2014, the voice of Dan Ganani is behind us in the commentary box doing a bit of red leather, yellow leather, red leather. I see, I can't do it. Warming those vocal cords up for the call, uh, which is coming your way right here in Triple <laughs> There is some hot lemon drink. Uh, that guy, he was he's seriously upset with uh, he was, Cam yeah. Smith, isn't he? Well, they are best mates. I mean, the yeah. two of them are very tight. And you know, Cam's obviously going to move to the Gold Coast, I think. Next next year or at the end of this season, we all expect him to move up there at some point. 
and his kids are going to school with Matty Guy's kids. They're very close. So I can understand why he's upset because there's been some stuff written this week about Camel. I tend to agree with him that some of it's been, I find it a bit disrespectful. I mean, he's, you know, he's arguably the greatest player we've ever seen. Indeed, and I maintain, I, just, I want closure on the anecdote, Brownie. I want him to come out tonight if he's retiring and say it in front of us so we can actually uh, give him a bit of a cheer, you know, given that we are here at ANZ Stadium. Uh, it is time now, though, for this. Believe it or not. Yeah, just a couple of questions for you. Statements, uh, you tell me whether you believe it or not and why. Earlier in the week, it happened the Dallium medal. Jack Whiten here is it. Believe it or not, Jack Whiten was a deserving winner of the Dallium medal. Ryan Girdler? Yeah, I believe that he was, Tony, and people are going to say it's a flawed system. But when you have a think about it, I think in years gone, um, players that get suspended, ready, and you can tell me with it, whether this is correct or not, players that get suspended are then out of the running. Is that correct? They, they, they're not allowed to miss a, miss a game. They can miss games through injury, but through suspension, if they're... If they're found guilty at the judiciary, I think you think it might have got changed once, and then if it's twice, you are. And then they took points off you for memory. If you miss weeks, you lose points. points Because I'm saying that because we know that he had that incident where they originally took the six points away. Now they gave those back, but he missed two games, didn't he, through suspension? So I'm thinking. If he plays those two games, he probably polls a couple of points, and then he probably wins the title. So he missed those points through no fault, other than you know, no one to blame but himself. Therefore, you can probably think back now and, and think that it probably contributed to him not winning the award. So congratulations to Jack. And lesson learned, but it's that, always, fantastic year. There's always a player like, I mean, Caelan Ponga in his first year would have won it, but he, he missed four weeks with injury. He got beat by a point by RTS. You know, there's always the yep. story of someone being suspended, injured, isn't there? Yep. Yeah. Ricky Stewart, of course, did also yeah. rest. Jack White yeah, in the last round. He's a good player, and he got Clive, he's got Clive Churchill last year. Did mm. Jack get the Clive Churchill? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he's backed it up with a Dallium. He's a good player, isn't he? Great player. I believe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with these guys on it. I think, um, you know, if Cleary doesn't miss those two games, I reckon he's a, he, he wins the, Del, the, the Dallium, no doubt about it. And uh, Jack had a great year. Cameron and, Smith had four games off. Exactly. And the he other could, issue... He could have got me in the match in every one of those games. The yep. other issue for Nathan Cleary is the last six weeks, I think, Jerome Luai polled 11 points, so he took points off him as well. So um, Jerome was the best player in the last two months. So I, I'm not going to argue with it. All right, there's a Believe It or Not that, uh, Reid, you may be able to, able to explain just briefly. The Believe It or Not is James Roberts should be signed by an NRL club. What's the situation with James Roberts? Well, I reckon potentially next week, meet next week uh, James Roberts and South will part ways. Um, and then, look, I don't know what happens with James Roberts. I, I think... <laughs> There's a bit of a smell around James at the moment that, you know, if you sign him, you're taking a risk. So I'm not sure if he'll find another club. I mean, we're talking off air. You know, at the right price, maybe someone will take him, but I think he's going to find it hard. James Roberts should be signed by another club? Look, it probably depends, though, you know, where is Jimmy most comfortable living? You know, he's he's obviously had some some things away from the field, which at times have taken him away from from rugby league. So where is somewhere that would uh, best suit him Frees away from the field life, and 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 a club with very strong leadership. You know, is there a club out there with really strong leadership? Because you know, Jimmy obviously needs to be around a, a club like that. You know, so would a would a club like Melbourne Storm, who's out of the way and has got great leadership in their club, would that be a good? Do club? the Warriors need a centre, Brownie? Well, well sorry, Brownie, I think I think that would be a great option for him going to a club like the Melbourne Storm or like the Roosters that have that leadership around. But yeah. it's just whether or not you know their recruitment. 
and the way they go about their yeah. business. They bring someone like that into the organisation. If Wayne Bennett's obviously was a little bit of a um, last chance saloon, wasn't he, with the fact that he'd already been to half, you know, half a dozen clubs yeah. or so and in and out of different teams and different environments with representatives. So, look, hope, hopefully, you know, someone picks him up. He's a great talent, but, yeah, he's got to make sure that he, re, you know, repays them. All right, we're about to see him in the pressure cooker of a grand final. Uh, the believe it or not is Nathan Cleary can become the best halfback of all time. That's a big statement, Brownie. Wow. Well, yeah, that's a big one, that one. There's been some very, very good ones around the yep. traps, and, and uh, I, I made my point last night. I'm not a believer of the best of all time, but could he become the best of this next 10 years? I'd say that that certainly is a possibility, you know, this next generation. You know, he's obviously 22. He's already played in winning Origin Series, and uh, now he's obviously playing in his first grand final, and, and one would think, you know, if, if Penrith keep being run the way they are with that with that uh, centre of excellence they've got in place with such a big nursery and if they can generally keep the core group of their players together at Penrith and Nathan being a halfback being one of them, Jerome Lawai being a 5'8", being another important player for him, you know, there's no reason why over the course of, of the next period of time where Penrith can't continue to be successful. So I, I'm not going to go best of all time because I don't believe in that, but he certainly could be the the best of the next next sort of generation of the next 10 years. All right, I believe it. I think you've done beautifully and believe it or not. We'll come back and look at this game ahead. The grand final is the Panthers and the Melbourne Storm as Triple M rocks the grand final. For McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy. McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. The NRLW presentation is over as the rain still tumbles down. The Broncos back to back to back premiers. Absolutely sensational performance from Ali Brigginshaw and her team, the Broncos, three in a row. I'm just looking as Mark Geyer arrives at the commentary box, Wendell Saylor, for the, uh, with Dan Ganane and you, Gerd. So we've got Gerds and we've got MG. So bizarrely, Wendell's going to be the voice of reason, uh, what you would think, <laughs> this commentary box this evening. <laughs> and, and what about you got MG played in the, the winning grand final for Penrith in, was that 91? 91. 91. And then you got Gerds who played in the next... Time Penrith won a grand final. And what was your year, Gert? 03. 03. And Penrith are playing tonight. Oh, it's absolutely That's correct. one of those omens you've been talking about. To, it's to all there, Brownie. It's, all, it's there. all there. Each of those teams were minor, pre- good. minor premiers and went on to win the premiership proper. Uh, do you you actually do see those similarities? Don't you? Well, I, I sort of didn't. Everyone tries to compare the, the sides. Um, but, yeah, there's just some uncanny things that um, that took place in 03 that are very similar to now with some of the personnel in the side, the father-son thing, uh, you know, the... The minor premiership, um, and then you know the overcast, the wet conditions. Someone was telling me, Arthur from uh, ANZ was telling me the other day that the last wet grand final was the 03 grand, grand final, oh, and obviously the forecast. <laughs> we're here Screams. as well, so I don't Screams. know. Was SARS around in 03? I don't know. But anyway, there are some similarities, and um, the coronavirus is about. We just didn't know it. <laughs> we, we, we were the underdogs too. We were heavily, you know, we were, the Roosters were heavily favoured to go out and do something in that one, and um, and we got the job done. So so, yeah, similar stories. 30 seconds, Nathan Brown. What do the Penrith Panthers have to do to get this job done tonight? Is it about a, a fast start? Uh, they'll need to be physically very, very good. Because, um, you know, the, the two grand finals that uh, Melbourne have lost of late, the physical part of the game side's really, really challenged them. And 
and the Corrales was probably a they matched them really well and definitely the Roosters certainly got on top the year the Roosters won well in the, the first sort of 25-30 minutes of the exchanges and and then the way you know, where Nathan Cleary can leave the ball if they can if they can try and get Melbourne stuck in the corner and have to make those big men move a long way back they're the, probably the two things I'd say given their, their, their best best that's in front of us right now as Triple M rocks the grand final thanks to Reem Hotwater Triple M rocks footy Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.